Welcome or welcome back to the Joy Loving Home podcast. For today's little jolt of joy, which is what I call my (laughs) sort of free flow of consciousness episodes that are just, I had a thought and I felt like sharing it. It doesn't necessarily have to do with cleaning or organizing or planning or productivity. It just hopefully is a little bit inspirational for your ADHD brain and you can enjoy just a new thought. Maybe it'll give some inspiration. Today, I wanted to talk about this reference that I use on a regular basis here in which I make a comment about, well, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie. I use that as if it's common knowledge. (laughs) And I always find it interesting that every sort of occupation or group has its own jargon that it uses that it assumes is just normal part of everyone's conversation and words. And my husband, who's in the business world, will make some sort of reference. And I'm like, hmm, I've never heard of that. And he'll look at me like, you're an intelligent person. Like, why, why have you not heard of that? And I'm like, that's clearly business jargon. It's not out there in the real world. Because I'm a former teacher, <laughs> I will periodically make comments that I just believe are unknown. So I wanted to explore a little deeper about this if you give a mouse a cookie reference because it's actually, to me, a fantastic illustration of the ADHD brain. And if you've never been exposed to it, I want to tell you a little more about it. One of my absolute favorite things to do as a teacher, and I mostly taught fourth grade, was doing read aloud. (laughs) Maybe that's why podcasting feels very natural to me. I loved doing read aloud with my class. I would use it as an attention grabber, as a reward if they had done really great work or had really great behavior somewhere, or I would use it just as filler for those moments when we were waiting in line somewhere or waiting for something to start on the loudspeaker or whatever. And so I was always carrying around a chapter book and I prided myself of taking great care to read as many as 12 to 14 chapter books a year that had nothing to do with the curriculum. They were just something fun I liked to do with my students. And I would change, you know, the male lead character, female lead character. I would try and involve cultures and interests that maybe my students had never been exposed to before. Because even through reading, you can take on information that you can use later even if if you were only ever exposed to it through a book. And I just, I think it's so valuable and it makes me a little sad that we're in a tablet-driven world. So if I'm inspiring, inspiring you to do nothing else, have a book on hand when you're stuck somewhere waiting versus just using a screen all of the time. But anyway, regardless of a kid's age, having picture books on hand are also fantastic. And the reason I love picture books, regardless of age, is they still have valuable lessons. They're still fantastic. And the best of the best of picture books, you need the illustrations to go with this, the words to make it all make sense. I don't know. I just, I love because kids, actually all humans can learn whether you might be more able to learn through visual means or through auditory means or through kinesthetics. But One way or another, that act of holding a book and turning a page and looking at pictures and reading words, all of that is feeding every part of that for 
a kid or or an adult. (laughs) And just as an aside, because I feel like I'm already digressing here, favorite chapter book of all time is Hatchet by Gary Paulson. The reason it's an outstanding read aloud is because every chapter is short and has a cliffhanger. I mean, listening to kids groan when you would end on a major cliffhanger, snap the book shut and go, oh, well, you know, we'll have to read more of that later. <laughs> Such power as a teacher. And it would it would drive them to behave and get things done a little quicker so that there was time to read before the bus came so that maybe I could get through another chapter. Anyway, if there's any teachers out there listening, please use the power of a great book. For those that love a great picture book, two of my favorites, if you ever get to take one in to read to your kid's class or whatever, um, one is called Tops and Bottoms. So fun. It is illustrated in such a cool way, both adapted and illustrated by Janet Stevens, in which the book actually opens vertically. Um, So you're lifting it up so there's a top half and a bottom half of the book as you're reading it. Super clever. And then another fun one is Officer Buckle and Gloria, authored and illustrated by Peggy Rathman. She does this masterful job of her illustrations are absolutely necessary to understand the story. You cannot do that as a read aloud in which the person doesn't see the pictures or they don't get what's going on. And that's super fun. But anyway, I feel like I've digressed enough. Let me bring it back to Laura Numeroff, who is the author and Felicia Bond is the illustrator of this collection of books called, well, they each have their own name, but they're all started from If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. That was her first. She has um, a few others. Hang on, let me pull it up in front of me. She has the If You Give a Mouse a Cookie If you give a mouse a brownie, if you take a mouse to school, if you take a mouse to the movies, if you give a moose a muffin, if you give a dog a donut, if you give a pig a party, if you give a pig a pancake, and if you give a cat a cupcake, all are around the same plot. (laughs) And if you're just looking at the plot and you have a monkey brain, what you're going to see is the character is given an inspiring idea or thought or an invitation to somewhere or an item. And that action creates this sort of spiraling of this character to, aha, have a new idea that takes them in a new direction. And then just as they're accomplishing that, aha, that led to another idea and another idea and another idea. And it looks like they're just bouncing around chaotically from task to task to task. And in the end of the book, it always comes full circle that that last activity leads them to wanting how the whole book started. So if it was, if you gave a mouse a cookie, they bounce around all day. And at the very end of the day, something happens in which they're going to want a cookie. From that sort of monkey brain, type A, neurotypical perspective, it's just a circular, chaotic mess that got you nowhere. There was zero progress made. Because to that monkey brain who likes to have clear, delineated steps in a specific order that leads to a definite goal, that kind of chaos feels yucky. Like they're just, see, see, this is why you need a list. This is why you need a plan. This is why you need steps because you got nowhere today. All you did actually is make a bunch of messes. 
on your path to getting nowhere. And that is probably the message that would be received from these lighthearted, comical, chaotic series of books. But if you think about them from the ADHD brain, the fish brain who is comfortable with that free flow of swimming, you have a brain that is sparked by an idea that leads to another idea that leads to another idea and given permission to flow in that action of activity to activity to activity and you come around to where you began, instead of it having gotten nowhere, if you really look at it, it's like you're on a spiral staircase. From the top, it looks like a circle in which nothing has been accomplished. If you change perspective, you can see that you are in the process of circling. You're on an upward climb. In that upward climb, you've gained knowledge. You've gained experience. You've seen an idea through and maybe discovered it wasn't a great idea. Maybe discovered it didn't end the way you thought it was going to end, which is why you got the new idea to try something new to achieve what you were trying to achieve. For instance, in the If You Take a Mouse to School, which is the book that's right in front of me, in the time he gets through his circle, the mouse has been exposed to just what school is like. He's done a little math. He's done a little spelling. He's done a little science. He's done a building project. He's done an art project. He's written a new book. He's gotten some exercise. He's ending his day having to go back to school because (laughs) guess what? He forgot something. Very ADHD brain centric there. But he's not the same mouse who went to school that morning. There's all kinds of knowledge and benefit and experience that was gained along the way in what was not a flat circle. It was a circle that was spiraling up. So if you've got an ADHD kid or you just want to read this for yourself, they are fun, lighthearted books, but most books come with some form of lesson. And if you've got, you know, a a type A spouse that's reading it, that's just like, uh, maybe point that lesson out. And if you've got a kid that needs a little encouragement, maybe ask at the end of it, wow, that was quite a day. What all did the mouse accomplish today? Because the book makes it look like it was nothing, but it was actually a whole lot of something. And so if you're having that kind of give a mouse a cookie day, I hope you'll stop and reflect at the end of your day and say, hmm, it might have felt like a whole lot of chaotic nothing, but I'm going to bed with new knowledge, new experience, new attempts, new failures, but new lessons that I didn't have when I woke up this morning. And carry that with you and continue to choose joy. Oh, and if you don't mind, if you do enjoy this podcast, I would love a five-star rating and review and just to recommend me to a friend who, you know, maybe struggles a little bit or has a kid that they don't understand or a spouse that frustrates them. (laughs) Let's share the message because I know there's a whole lot of it that would appreciate having it.
thanks for being out there and thanks for connecting with me through this podcast. It's been a wonderful journey so far.